The Dallas Mavericks have some huge problems and all of them were exposed in a loss to the shorthanded Pelicans. I'll talk about Luka's injury and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks. NBA champion. He hit it I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Oh. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. <laughs> Thanks for being part of the show. Making Locked On Mavs your first listen each and every day and every post game, even after a loss like this. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below let me know what's one reason the mavericks lost this game just one there are infinite infinite number of reasons the mavs lost this game in a game like this isaac harris out today dealing with some family stuff so uh just send him send him a, a send him a tweet send him a tweet today that says uh we love you isaac something like that send him a tweet today if you can uh, we can't let it ride. I got, I got, I got to end this intro music because this, this is the opposite of a let it ride. Because on today's show, we'll talk about the problems with this team. I think Mavs versus Pelicans. The Mavs lose 106 to 113. I think this game specifically exposed so many of the Mavericks' flaws, and we're going to talk through all of them. And then there are a couple of things that did go well. We'll talk about Jaden Hardy. That that was one thing that like did go well in this game. I guess. I also want to talk about Josh Green's little slump here that he's gone through. And we'll talk about that just a little bit. And if that's another one of the things that the Mavericks are like, that's being exposed right now with their flaws. But first we have to start with Luka Doncic because Luka Doncic starts this game. It was the first, um, it was his first back-to-back that he's played since December. They've been holding them out of back-to-backs. His, his usage has been ridiculous this year. The overuse of Luka Doncic, one of the flaws that the Mavericks uh, got exposed tonight. And the first one and the most obvious one, the overuse of Luka Doncic right now. And there are various reasons for it. This team needs him to be that good. This team uh, has a coach that allows him to just go out there and do do whatever he wants on the court, seemingly. Uh, And Luka Doncic wants to go out there and do Luka Doncic things and wants to play at the level and the pace and the the amount of, and the the um, the amount that he's carrying that Luka Doncic plays with, Luka wants that. So if all three of those things are true, why would it not happen? But you get an injury like this, where Luka has been dealing with this quad thigh. Uh, I guess it's thigh. Quad is part of the thigh, so I guess maybe I've been saying quad, but I guess it's, they're just calling it a thigh. Luka Doncic has been dealing with this this thigh situation. They're calling it a uh, a left thigh strain, and he. Uh, he was dealing with it all throughout the game. You could just tell, you know, third quarter, second quarter was just brutal. Like just watching him on defense, just watching him get beat back door, just not even trying, like not even paying attention, but also just getting beat on all levels. Seeing him walk up and down the floor, you're just watching going, why is he playing? Like, why is he out there? And yes, the Mavericks need every single one of these games. That's very true. But why is he out there? If you need him this badly, why is he even out there at all? He's almost he's almost hurting the Mavs more than he's helping them at this point. He finishes the game a minus four in the plus minus, so I guess it's it was kind of true. But four of fourteen from the field, eight assists, fifteen points. He's got, 
whether he's hurt or not, he's going to put up numbers. But 4 of 14, he he got beat a ton on defense. And he's, honestly, the effort was almost hurting the Mavericks more than it was helping them at a certain point. And so at the end of the third quarter, he gets taken out and he's out for the rest of the game. And they, they say he's out for the rest of the game. And, and good on the Mavs for taking him out and not just like leaving him in there. They were working on it all throughout the first quarter. And if you were watching on ESPN, you could see them, you know, working on it and wrapping it up and all that. And Casey Smith and the, the crew were trying their best to keep him to keep him good, but it just wasn't in the cards. And I honestly wonder if he's been dealing with this. And we know he's been dealing. We, the media, and you, the fan, know that he's been dealing with this injury. Why play him in a game like this? Is it just because Luca's like, I want to play, I can play, and they're and the you know, the medical staff has just decided, hey, if it's just pain management he's dealing with, it can't really get any worse, then go out there. There's a ton of injuries like that that players can deal with. However, it looks like it got worse in this game. So it brings you back to, okay, well, then why was he why was he playing to begin with? Mavericks need this game. The Mavericks don't have faith that they can win these games without one of Luka or Kyrie. And so here you are with Luka Doncic with a left thigh strain. Uh, we'll see what happens. The Mavericks now go and play uh, the Grizzlies, they're going to play the Grizzlies on Saturday. They do have two days off, which is nice. Um, and they go to you know, they go to Memphis on Saturday and play that. So at least they have two days off. Maybe that helps Luca, and he gets you know the, the fourth quarter off of this game, and then two days playing the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies will not have John Morant for the Saturday game as well as the Monday game. John Morant will be out for that game, and so uh, Brandon Clark will also be out. He's out for the season. Stephen Adams. We'll see what happens with him. But, uh, but yeah, shorthanded Grizzlies team. Although, I got a lot of tweets today. And I got to say, I'm with a lot of you that tweeted me. If you're if you're somebody that tweeted me, John Morant being out for the Grizzlies doesn't make me feel better about the Mavs' chances because this Mavericks team has not beaten teams that have their stars out all season. And today was no exception. The Dallas Mavericks lose to the Pelicans. And the Pelicans didn't have Zion. Brandon Ingram only played the first half and honestly didn't really look that good in the half that he played, five of, I guess he was five of eight, 12 points, five assists, but went out in the second half after he kind of like rolled an ankle at a certain point in the game. But this game started out good for the Mavs. They went out to a 14-6 run to start the game. Uh, Trey Murphy just yammed all over Dwight Powell, which was an insane dunk. But the point where it all just unraveled for the Mavericks, four minutes and 51 seconds left in the first quarter. Luka Doncic gets in the lane, hits a shot through contact, Looks at the Pelicans player in front of him, starts taunting, giving him like the, the yeah, like just yelling right at his face. And the referee comes over, gives him a quick whistle, tees him up right there, boom, for taunting. This is Scott Foster's crew. Luka Doncic has had run-ins with literally every single one of these refs. Uh, yeah, every all three of these refs Luka has had run-ins with at certain points. And so Scott Foster's crew... Tee him up. It wasn't even Scott Foster that, that teed up Luka, which is the wild thing about this. But Luka Doncic got the technical. And then after that, his effort went down to like 10%, if that. It, it just looked like he was so deflated after that, so upset. And he was whining. And honestly, like walking around looking like he didn't have any care in what was happening. So the Mavericks at that point, uh, you know, the end of the first quarter, they're tied 24 to 24. And it just went downhill from there. Like it, it just got worse and worse. Second quarter, the Mavericks lose that quarter 19 to 35. And it, it was just brutal to watch Luca out there. The injury, he had the other tech. Now Luca has his 15th tech. Uh, ESPN called it his 16th tech on the broadcast. That's incorrect. They got one of them was rescinded, but he has his 15th tech now. So now if Luka Doncic gets another technical, 
for something like this, taunting another player, which is kind of at the ref's like uh, the ref's discretion. The refs can just kind of decide what a taunt is at a certain point, and Luca does that to everybody. So that's something to watch out for. And or if he just complaining to the refs, which he does anyway, even after being called out by his coach, that if he gets one more tech, he's going to be suspended for a game. So that's definitely something to watch. Uh, one of the things I said, I wanted to see Luca get no techs in this stretch of eight games against Western Conference teams. He gets a tech, they lose the game. I'm not saying it's connected, but I think it is. Uh, I guess I did just say it's connected. But Luka, Don- Luka Doncic goes, goes out. He goes out in the third quarter. But th- this game exposed so many more flaws by this Dallas Mavericks team. Even after the Luka injury, the Luka tech, all that stuff. Luka not involved at all. Or just the Luka overuse and the Luka whining to the refs. Two thing, two flaws the Mavericks have. Those two things that we kind of covered in this segment. Coming up, I'm going to tell you the other flaws that were exposed for the Dallas Mavericks. Because there's a lot. And this Mavericks team has to figure out some of these things. And some of these things they're not going to be able to figure out for the rest of the game. For the rest of the, the season. So we'll tell you what those are coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about the, oh boy, the, the, Nissan, <laughs> the Nissan Most Electric Player of the Week. Brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. You can, uh, the Nissan Electric Player of the Week is probably Tim Hardaway because he's just been shooting so well from three. That's probably who should get it. I think I'm going to give it to Jaden Hardy, though, because Jaden Hardy threw down an and-one dunk tonight. Eight minutes and 26 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Threw down an insane dunk. It was so great to see Jaden Hardy, and uh, you, you know we got to play it. Come on, Hardy, let's go party. So Jaden Hardy is the Nissan Ultra, the Nissan electric player of the game. An electric dunk, brilliantly fierce, you would call it. A uh, stunningly powerful dunk, just like the 2023 Nissan Aria. The Nissan Aria packs pin-you-to-your-seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. All right, Isaac, let's talk about this Dallas Mavericks loss. They lose 106 to 113, and this game exposed a lot of problems. I talked about two of them in the first part at the beginning of the show. The overuse of Luka that it became the injury that has become uh, you know, Luka wearing down, and then also Luka whining and complaining, getting his 15th tech, and, and now that being a, a big issue for the Mavericks as well. Other problems that this, that this game exposed – does this team have a plan? What What is the plan going into a game like this? The Pelicans are playing terribly. The Pelicans don't have their best player in Zion. Ingram is, is, is hobbled. CJ McCollum's kind of out there trying to do it himself. Jose Alvarado's not there. Larry Nance isn't there. So they're missing some key role, role players for this team. And the Mavericks just went out there with like, we're just going to do the same thing we normally do. We're just going to go out there and, and you know, and, uh, and try and mess with these mess with the rotations a little bit. We're going to try to just bomb some threes and like it just it's every game the same thing. And every once in a while they'll throw out like they throw out a zone what in the fourth quarter they tried that. They tried to double CJ in the fourth quarter. It's all just too late. It's all just too late to the point where like th- this team can't run some of these things. And th- th- it's compounded on some of these some of the the, the roster problems, right? But the not having the right personnel plus also not using the personnel you have right all like becomes not a double negative. It becomes, uh, 
way worse. It becomes a way worse problem. And so I don't know that this team really has a plan right now. I mean, let's start with the rotations because it's, it's kind of the obvious thing. It's it's a thing that, that I think a lot of fans bring up a lot because it just it just jumps off the page. What's going on with, with Markeith Morris coming out in the first quarter, coming off the bench before Christian Wood, and playing like three minutes and then just going, going back and never being seen again? It, it's so strange to me. Like if you're going to try Markeith Morris, at least give him some run. They're just putting him out there for, what's he going to do in three minutes that shows you something that will say, okay, that's why we're playing him over Christian Wood. In a game like this against the Pelicans where Jonas Valanciunas was dealing with foul trouble early and you had, uh, you know, Willie Hernan Gomez dealing with foul trouble early, this is a game Christian Wood can play. And, you know, Dwight Powell in the first quarter was getting all kinds of buckets under the rim and they were finding him. Like, this is a game Christian Wood can play. Why is he being relegated to be coming off the bench for Markeith Morris after that. that. That just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know what's going on with that. It, because if you're going to try Markeith, like give him a chance. Don't just play him three minutes and that's it. Like you saw three minutes, he had a turnover, got a rebound, missed a three, and that's it. Like that's all you saw. And then all of a sudden you're like, all right, well, we're just not going to play him the rest of the game. Okay, well, why'd you play him in the first place is my question on that. Uh, the lineups without Luca or the lineups with, with Luca on the court, before his injury, and without Kyrie, Tim Hardaway, or Christian Wood. What are they supposed to do? Like, they're literally just relying on Luka being superhuman, and he's injured, and he's hurt. What are they supposed to do with those lineups? What is Luka supposed to do in those lineups? It's a lineup with, it's Luka, Frank Nilakina, Theo Pinson, uh, you know, Justin Holiday, maybe Dwight Powell, and you're just like, or Markeith Morris. And you're like, what? What are they expecting to happen with this group? You kind of have some shooting. You have one playmaker. You honestly have one ball handler in that group. I guess Frank can, can handle the ball a little bit, but you know what people say. People forget about Frank. And I just don't understand what they're doing with those lineups. We've seen the lineups with Kyrie, Tim Hardaway, Josh Green, you know, Christian Wood, and Maxi. We've seen those lineups work really well. The inverse of that is if none of those other players are on the court, then it's just Luka and a bunch of end-of-the-bench guys that the Mavericks just can't you know, can't uh, figure out. If you're going to put out that lineup, at least throw Hardy in there so you can give Luka at least a chance. You're not defending anyway. You're not defending with that lineup anyway. So why not just put out Hardy in there? The real thing is why not put Wood in that lineup? And we know at this point, Jason Kidd just does not trust Christian Wood. And he doesn't want to play him big minutes. And he played 26 minutes in this game. He played 26 minutes in this game with Maxi, uh, Reggie Bullock out, uh, JaVale McGee obviously out. He's not playing probably ever again. And <laughs> you have, um, and then you have Luca dealing with an injury and not didn't play for the fourth quarter. Like he still only got 26 minutes. So th- that ship has sailed. Whether that he, whether he needs to or he needs to play him more or not, he's not going to. I, I don't think Jason Kidd is going to play him more at this point. But it, it just exposes a couple of the, the problems with the rotations and what they're doing. The other thing is the offense. This Mavericks team should be an incredible offense. If your team is this bad on defense, which they are, and we, we've gone over all their issues many, many times. It's m- mostly personnel. You go from you know Dorian, Reggie, and Maxi for most of your lineups last year to Tim Hardaway, Christian Wood, and you know whoever else. 
it's going to it's going to be a bad time on defense. Like you're going to be, but then if it's going to be a bad time on defense, you should at least be that much better on offense. And they have been. They've been an incredible offense. I went on Locked On today. I went on Locked On NBA. I went on all these shows talking about how great this Mavericks offense is. And what do they repay me with? Two games in a row where they just stink against bad teams. The Pelicans missing their guys, and the Jazz missing their guys. 109 offense. The Mavericks have had an offensive rating of like between 120 and 130, maybe 140 since Kyrie. When Luka and Kyrie are on the floor, they have 130 offensive rating. That's great. Incredible. Super high. Like insane offensive numbers they've been putting up. And then they just came right back down to earth and went even below that. 109 offensive rating against the Jazz. And in this game, they had 112. It's taking a minute to load. But yeah, like 112. 108 it finished with 100, 109 and 108 offensive rating. They cannot win games like that. They did win the Jazz game. The Jazz gave it away. The Pelicans almost gave it away. If CJ McCollum hadn't gone off in this game, they would have given this one away too. But the, you cannot win games with this version of the Mavericks the way that that is. The offense is bad. But one of the problems with the offense is there's just no plan. There's ju- This is where I have even a bigger problem. Like You can't just rely on, all right, Luka, go do stuff. He can, and they have, and, they, and he's gone and done stuff, and he's an incredible offensive player. But you can't just ask him to go do stuff, and that's our only option. Or Kyrie, push the ball, or or just pound the rock yourself. The offense is still just Luka and Kyrie pounding the rock to get a shot, or run maybe a pick and roll, run maybe a double drag. Like That's it. There's no real movement. There's no real... Uh, anything else being run it's it's just the same things we've been seeing over and over again and so then you're so reliant on Luka and Kyrie being so good individually and also creating open shots for everybody else and those guys then in turn hitting all those open shots neither of those things happened in this game Kyrie was pretty good at a certain point 10 of 24 from the field is is not great but 27 points for him and then the Mavericks for the first three quarters uh, couldn't hit a three at all. First half, first half, this Mavericks team, three of 18. They didn't hit a three in the whole second quarter. You, you're not going to win a game like that. They're still then reliant on the three ball going in. When did they make their comeback? Fourth quarter, 10 of 18 from th- 18 threes they took in the fourth quarter. 10 of 18 from three. This team is still, even with Luka and Kyrie now, still reliant on the three so much. And reliant on those two ball handlers. You can tell that this is the same offense because when Frank Nilakina. People forget about Frank. When Frank Nilakina is in the game as a guard for the Mavericks, he's still just kind of like running the same thing. He's he gets the ball and you're like, all right, what should I do? And then he decides, I guess I'll just drive. And he drives on somebody. And then nothing happens because he gets stopped or he gets stuck. And then you're just kind of the same. Jaden Hardy, kind of the same thing. He gets the ball and he looks around, he's like, Am I allowed to just take this? <laughs> Am I allowed to just drive in the lane? And you look over and Kyrie's like, yeah, sure, man. Go for it. Whatever. Coming up. The fatal flaw of the Dallas Mavericks. I talked about this weeks ago. It exposed its ugly head again. I'll talk about what that is. And then we'll talk about Jaden Hardy and Josh Green coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. They're the opposite of the way the Mavericks are playing right now because... On the outside, they're covered in chocolate, so they look good. And then they're also delicious on the inside, too. Substance and style for Built Bar. The Mavericks not doing either of those right now. You can get them at Sam's Club or Walmart. You can also get them on the website. 
Right now, they have uh, Mint Brownie Puff. I may have to check this one out. On the website, it says, flavor so fresh, it'll slap your taste buds. I don't know if I want a protein bar to slap my taste buds, but I do know that I want it to taste good, and I bet it will. Limited edition, so you got to go to the website right now and check it out. Uh, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, only, only six grams of sugar. That's it. In a bar that's delicious, I guarantee that, that you'll like these. Uh, the puffs are different than the regular, so you may want to try puffs and regular to see what you like. I like the puffs more. Isaac likes the regular bars more. Go check it out. It's built.com. Built or nothing. All right, Isaac Harris. If you've made it this far in the podcast, I appreciate you. I love you. I am so glad that that you have decided to make Lockdown Mavs your first listen probably today and to be part of this group. I appreciate each and every one of you. You are the real raccoon squad. Don't tell anybody that turned the podcast off by now. Couple more issues that the Mavericks got exposed in this game. We talked about the plan or the lack thereof, the offense, the lack thereof, the rotations, the experimenting of the rotations, but in weird ways. Um, The leadership is the fatal flaw for the Dallas Mavericks. Leadership on the court, maybe off the court, that that we can't really say, but leadership on the court. So, first quarter, Luka gets his 15th tech, and kind of a dumb call, right? It, it's not like he was whining and complaining and got it because of that, a thing that he's been dealing with. I thought he tried to tone it down a little bit in this game. He still was whining and complaining. But he gets his 15th tech with 4 minutes 51 seconds left in the first quarter. And then it just starts going downhill. Second second quarter, the Pelicans get out to a 12-2 start to the quarter. Who's the player that steps up and pulls it all back together for the Mavericks? Who is that person? Because it's not the coach. You don't have a Mike Brown coach that's getting out there and, and rah-rah and calling the timeout and... Like, all right, let, let's get together because, you know, at this point. I'm not playing. I'm watching just like you guys. We know that. So who's the person? It's It's got to be a player at this point. It's not going to be Luka. We've we've learned that at this point. The, co- the coach has come out and said he's got to mature. Dwight Powell's not, a, he, he hasn't, he doesn't play enough <laughs> for it to be Dwight Powell. Josh Green's too young. Tim Hardaway is not really that vocal leader necessarily. It's not going to be Christian Wood. He's like out of the, he's like completely out of it. Jaden Hardy's too young, barely plays. Justin Holiday just got here. You're running out of, Reggie Bullock and Maxi Kleba are out, but they're not going to do it. They're not vocal enough. You're just starting to run out of guys. It's got to be Kyrie at this point. And at this point, I, I don't know if Kyrie wants to do that. <laughs> He's still trying to adjust. He's still trying to work. Like He's still new. He's still at the point that Spencer Dinwiddie was last year where he's like, hey, I'm just trying to fit in, and I'm, I'm excited for what's happening. But with Kyrie, I don't know, I'm not sure if he's excited about what's happening with this team right now. I don't think I would be. Leadership. Who steps up when Luka, you know, winds, gets the taunting technical, and everything's just starting to fall apart? They kind of pulled it back together when they went on the crazy run in the fourth quarter when they just just bombing threes. But I don't know if that's so much as a leadership thing as it is, hey, we can still create a bunch of shots and all of a sudden the momentum of our threes gets us back into the game. Well, what happens when your threes don't fall? Well, then everything falls apart. It's it's what we've seen from this team for years now. That's another flaw of the Mavericks. There's so many more. I mean, the team is small. And another problem is Josh Green's going through a slump. Josh Green's hit some kind of wall right now. 
He went one of five in this game. He only played 23 minutes. He uh, had three fouls, a couple of turnovers. He, he's just going through a slump right now. And you can kind of tie it back to uh, he had a game, he, you know, after he came back from the, from the injury back at the, in the middle of January, he was playing a little bit. And then all of a sudden the trade happens. He goes on this, this crazy run where he scores 29 points, 23 points, 17 points, 14 points. Like he's just playing really well. And then he's playing big minutes. He's playing big minutes. Lakers game. Mavs, uh, Mavs home for the Lakers. Josh Green only plays 15 minutes. He hits three threes in that game, but he only plays 15 minutes. He definitely gets benched. They tried just they tried starting Justin Holiday over him. And since then, it just hasn't been the same. And it's hard to tie, you know, a confidence, a loss in confidence to a specific moment because sometimes it's not a specific moment. Sometimes it's something happening in your personal life. Sometimes it's you know, it's nothing at all. You're you're just dealing with life as it, as it comes. You're stressed about whatever. You have anxiety. Like anything could could knock you off your game. The NBA, you're on the top, and some guys are holding on for dear life. But with Josh Green, I think we can kind of tie it back to that moment where he's supposed to be this next big part of the rotation. He's supposed to be all right. Dorian Finney-Smith is gone, but we still kind of feel okay because Josh Green can step into that role. We've seen him this year have that confidence, play that kind of defense, hit those threes, be an extra playmaker, be a guy that can drive to the basket and score at at will at times. We saw that kind of confidence with Josh Green. And then all of a sudden he's playing 15 minutes in a game where a new guy that just joined is starting ahead of him and playing more minutes than him. What a weird situation to be in when you just dealt with not playing for the first couple of years really and then all of a sudden having this huge role you know, them talking about you being part of this next step. And then he's just out. And Jason Kidd's going to say it's foul trouble. I called BS on that on Isaac on last episode. His last couple of games, you know, in this game, what, he had three fouls, two fouls, three fouls, one foul, three fouls, four fouls. Lakers game, he did have a little foul trouble, but not enough to have him play the minutes he did. Two fouls. like it, He's just not in foul trouble that much to where you can't play him. But his minutes dropped, and it, right when his minutes started dropping, right right in the game his minutes dropped, and the second game his minutes dropped, you saw that confidence kind of go down. And now Josh Green's hit this wall, and he's such an important part of this team now. He was kind of like a bonus at the beginning of the season. We're like, hey, if Josh Green can just be the eighth, ninth man. I was saying that at the beginning of the season, before the season started. If Josh Green can just be that type of player, then That'll be a big win for the Mavericks. Well, they now need him to be like the fifth player. <laughs> they now need him to be, you know, the fifth player on the team. The team that, that they need him to be that important for this team. And that's asking a lot out of a guy that is just now being really part of the rotation. So Josh Green's dealing with a slump. I, I'm not sure I'm super worried about it, but but we don't know. I mean, we've seen Josh Green play really well for some, uh, some stretch of games here, but at, at not a lot of games, and so we don't know which Josh Green we're really going to get for the rest of the season. The Mavs have some time left to try and get that to try and get that right, but we'll see with him. I do want to talk about Jaden Hardy though, because we finally had a Jaden Hardy sighting, and it was good to see him back. And of course, Jaden Hardy he plays 17 minutes, scores 11 points. The guy's going to score double digit points if he plays double digit minutes. He's giving you double digit points. It's just what it is. He hits a couple of threes. Gets the huge and one at the beginning of the fourth quarter that we talked about. Um, gets another layup. A, uh, a, I thought a really good game. He puts a couple of assists from him too. No turnovers, no fouls. 
plus three for Jaden Hardy. Just a really good showing overall. And Isaac's been saying this for a while. I think I agree with him. Why why play Frank Milikina when you can play Jaden Hardy? I'd rather just take the three-point shooting at this point because you cannot afford for a zero on offense on this team. You just can't. You, you can't because the team has to be great on offense to win games. Frank isn't giving you enough on defense in order to justify the zero that he's become on offense. So yeah, you got to get something on offense. Just play Jaden Hardy. I'd rather just have that shooting out there at this point. Jaden Hardy plays, you know, a good game. He's part of that closing lineup too. It was really good to see him play some closing minutes. I think at this point in the season, it, it, it's too late for him to develop enough to, to where they can play him in a playoff series. But Hey, I mean, with Jaden Hardy, you're looking towards the future. You're looking towards next year, the year after, the year after. Like you're looking towards the future, not the present with Jaden Hardy. But it was good to see him. It was good to see him go out there, hit some shots, have a couple of assists, and uh be real part of that closing lineup. And it was encouraging. But I don't think it's a sign for anything to come this season. It's definitely still looking forward to next season after that. Uh t- thanks for making Lockdown Mabs your first listen today and hanging out with me. Go check out Lockdown NBA. I'm going to be on with Pat, the designer. I'm about to go record it right now and talk about uh, maybe the Mavericks a little bit more, but maybe we'll uh, talk about some other NBA stuff. I got some great counted ups on there as well if you enjoy that game. So come hang out with us on Lockdown NBA wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.